All your base are belong to us. Hello, welcome to Fake Geek Girls, a podcast looking at nerdy pop culture from both a fan and critical perspective, encouraging the things we love to do better. I'm Missy, I'm a writer, and I've never been a Ryan Gosling girly, but I could fix Ken. I could fix him. You know what, though? You could. Cause I you, could fix you him. You could, because you just you just gotta be like, horses, man. Everyone can write them. Here, let me tell you about this great book. It's called The Will to Change by Bell Hooks. <laughs> Let's talk. We'll talk about horses and read this book together. Yeah. You could just replace all the characters with horses. He's sick. Probably be sick. Barbie's my horse adventure. Um, yeah. yeah, I could fix him. I don't know. He was kind of hot in that movie. He was. I don't like blondes or Ryan Gosling. And I I'm think- and I'm sitting there like, okay, maybe I do though. Okay, but at the same time, he was really stupid, and you love that. He's he is a. He's he's a himbo himbo red flag, and that activates both parts of my brain. Yeah. My two brain cells went, yes, himbo red flag, yes. Yeah, I I can see it. It's like one of those things where it's like, they might not be attractive to you, but the more you know them, the more attractive they get. And I think the stupider he was, the more attractive you are. Yeah, what you need to know is I have bad taste, (laughs) and that's important to know about me. But you're not alone. No. You're you're surrounded There's by There's many. many of us out there with bad taste. Yeah. There's support groups. I have a great husband, and I, I always feel the need to like clarify that I talk all the time about my terrible taste in men. There is a except my husband. Because like there's the there's like the taste you have in like looking at people or like enjoying like content or something and yeah. like the person you're really in love with. Because I tell my husband all the time he has really bad taste because he's like, oh this girl's hot. I'm like, that girl is ugly. <laughs> And I can't believe you're offending me this way. Um, they're not. But like, you know, I'm like, Mary's just a misogynist and likes to bully women. You know what? Then you can just get out of my Mojo Mojo Dojo Casa house. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Mary. I'm a digital marketer. And uh, I actually would love a Mojo Dojo Casa house. Yeah. It looks more fun than the other house. Wow. Misogynist. Um, There were like horses everywhere. It's true. And like you don't even like horses. No, but I'm I, calling you out. But I love You don't this. even fucking like horses. But I love the idea of being obsessed with horses. And I, I love the <laughs> I love the idea. I watched an interview with Greta Gerwig and she was like, uh, unsure if Ken actually believes that horses are actually the ones running things. Like Ken might actually think it's the horses. I be- I you know what I support him. I do too. And that made it better. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. I don't know. He can get it. Welcome to this podcast. Um, what we've been up to. <laughs> Obviously, we saw Barbie. We saw Barbie. Should we talk about Barbie first since we've already barbied it up? Um, hi, Barbie. Hi. hi. I hi, need Barbie. to preference, preference. I need to preface this with the fact that I really enjoyed Barbie. I did. Yes. I, I had a really good time watching it. But movie. it wouldn't be us if there wasn't a but. Yeah, the thing... <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, and we need to do an episode on it. We need, because I've already yeah. saved, like, eight articles. Yeah. Um, it has so much to give, and it's not low-hanging fruit. Like, yeah. there's a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. I, the So, Barbie's good. It's a movie about Barbie, and she suddenly starts having existential thoughts about what it means to be Barbie, and so on and so forth. And then she goes to the real world, and Ken tags along, and Ken learns about the patriarchy. And it's great. And I don't want to go too much further into spoiler territory than it, that. I I truly, like, I had known, okay, this is not going to be some stupid Barbie movie. Like, Greta Gerwig is a very respected director. Yeah. Uh, I knew people thought it was going to be really deep. And I didn't expect it to be. So I so I thought it was a lot deeper than I thought. They just went for it. I'll say that. They yeah. just fucking went for it. And, like, if they didn't make it, they still went for it. Yeah, I went into it with low expectations. And my reason for this was I hate being aggressively marketed to. I hate it. And everywhere I looked was Barbie. And it wasn't just marketing team. It wasn't even just marketing in the sense of like seeing a Barbie poster or a TV commercial or whatever. It was everybody everywhere was talking about Barbie. So it was everywhere, everything all at once. Yeah, it was it was really inescapable in a way that started to make me mad because I was like, I don't fucking have a choice it's like taylor swift like i don't have a choice but to have a fucking opinion and i don't i resent that 
I resent being forced into it sucks. Yeah, I resent being forced into participation in a cultural event. It is true because I feel like you did like Taylor Swift more when people hated her. It's true. <laughs> and that's that's my red flag. She'll get back to that. Yeah. Don't worry. Um the tour is too too popular for her to not go back to that. Yeah. I so I was I set my expectations low because I was like everybody else's expectations are so high. I don't want them to bleed into mine mm-hmm. and color the way I'm interacting with this. Yeah. So we saw the movie. I had a lot of fun. It was really really it was, fun. I laughed the whole fucking thing. Yeah, like there was I did not expect like a good chunk of that movie. It's very clever. It's very funny. The costumes, the set design, it's all of impeccable. it, impeccable, delightful. But um, the thing there, and I I don't want to get too deep into it because I think it's going to make a really good episode. Yes. And I don't want to cramp my own style and uh, talk about so it before. So a teeny tiny teaser. The plan is to do it when it's available for streaming. Yeah. That's my plan. Hopefully is, sooner than later. Yeah. Once it's available for streaming, streaming, we'll do an episode on it. But the thing that held me up, and I, you've heard me say this before, so this is not a surprise if this is your... Um, I feel like I want to preface this because I feel like because of the conversation being had right now with a lot of people, you may feel a knee jerk reaction to defend Barbie right now. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Um, I don't think a matriarchy is good, actually. It really reminds me of, um, when I was like, uh, the aha moment of like, that doesn't mean I think a patriarchy is no. good either. Just, well, just, no, sorry. Let me throw that out there. <laughs> It's the aha moment that you have of like, I don't want equality. I want freedom. Yeah. I want freedom from this oppression. Yeah. And that is not. I want liberation. Exactly. And I think that was probably the, I need to see it again. Cause I've heard different things about the ending, but I'm like, I, I don't, maybe I, what, like, it gets really thorny for me too, because it's like, oh, but then who, you know, if it's not a matriarchy, like, okay, woman president. And then, and then it's like, they, they kind of made a concentrated concentrated choice to have a black president didn't they a black woman president in that movie yes like they kind of sure they kind of made a choice there and it's like and it leads me to think about things like the diversity of casting for the barbies like there's a lot of body diversity mm-hmm. there's not everybody is abled um harry neff plays a barbie so if there's you, no real relationships so everyone's yeah no sexual preference yeah so like you could read it as oh the barbies are so diverse and it's like are they what does it mean? I was thinking about that. What does it mean? Is there a trans Barbie, for example? Exactly. Is there a trans Barbie? Is H- Hari Neff is trans. But is, is her, Barbie, her trans? Barbie trans? You know? Like, because cis actresses play trans people. Yep. And cis actors play trans people. And so it's like, what does it mean to be trans in Barbie? What does it mean that the the character largely considered gay allies himself with the women? What does that mean? You know, and this this is not me saying the movie is bad and regressive or anything like that. It's just the movie invites this kind of conversation, which is good Good. because it because it very purposefully strays into the political like it doesn't pull punches. It talks about patriarchy in with the word patriarchy. It's not shying away from it. And I appreciate that. And that that's why I can ask questions like, what does it mean that the character is so long considered gay? allies himself with women yeah rather than men what is it that? allows you to ask those questions without feeling bad yeah at least in our perspective yeah and and again this doesn't hurt my enjoyment of the movie no, i thought I it was fucking love it, it was really fun there are ways that i think it could have been better um and we- i would like to say i've i've heard people be like it's only a two-hour movie they can't get everything in but uh, but movies do yeah <laughs> so yeah and greta gerwig's pretty talented yeah and the, the, probably the thing I think that this is, again, this is going to sound like I hate the movie. I don't. There's a part when they, this is a, just a, just a very slight spoiler. So if you haven't seen it yet, go forward maybe a minute. Um, Barbie in the real world walks into the Mattel boardroom and it's all men. And I turn to Mary and I goes, I, and I go, I fucking hate Mattel because <gasps> it's just like when you talked about Spice World and the essay about disco where capitalism will absorb any criticism about itself to promote itself. Like it will promote itself on the values that would undermine it because it, it's only interest is in making money. And that's, that's how I felt with that scene. I was like, this is just trying to tell me it's progressive and it's not. Especially with how they characterize the people that were there. Yeah. That's how I felt. I felt like characterizing the CEO and the people who are the way that they did made it feel very light in the criticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like not 
great. That was the honestly for me when I think back on it, one of the weakest parts. Yeah, it's like yeah. I, we'll talk more, and I really want to talk about the product, like the marketing I and the partnership deals this. and stuff like that. I want to talk about that later when we actually do an episode on it. But it, it like it's a really good movie, and I had a great time watching it. It's the kind of movie like again I've said this before about other pieces of media. If this if this came from a universe where these kinds of things were not unusual, it would be, I think, a mediocre mm-hmm. movie, which is not to knock it. It would be a fun comedy, and that's all it needs to be. It feels revolutionary because of the world that we live in. I don't think it is. And the reason part of the reason that I am going to be harder on this movie than I would like a shitty comedy is that it's inviting it by intentionally invoking patriarchy and because I know people are going to hail it as well they already are yeah people are gonna say like oh this is this movie is so feminist and i'm like it isn't (laughs) through gritted teeth no yeah i think it'll be really interesting because i i thought through the whole thing like um it's being spoon-fed right yeah that's not necessarily a bad thing no other people didn't feel that way some people did feel that way so we so i i also do the podcast post game with the hosts of um or with the editors of sidequest.zone um and i don't this episode won't be out by the time that this one comes out but there's an episode that we did on the game of the witching revolution where we talk about the necessity of having our own values reinforced mm-hmm. um even if that media won't convert so like watching the barbie movie probably isn't going to change anybody's mind right that doesn't mean it's not valuable to watch the barbie movie and go yeah it is like that it feels like that mm-hmm. to be validated in your, in your emotions is every bit as important as to actually do the converting if you mm-hmm. believe that media can convert somebody's id like ideology whatsoever which is debatable um so i don't want to be like oh if you felt something from this it's because Absolutely. you are weak-minded and i stupid. felt something from it i cried i cried yeah. everything but i cried i thought it was great yeah there's nothing there's nothing wrong with with being spoken to if i couldn't have if i came out of that and was not able to have these conversations it wouldn't be as interesting exactly we're we're having this conversation not because the movie is bad but because the movie is good because yeah, the movie invites bad, us wouldn't to give a shit yeah i would just be like oh that was fun yeah, I wouldn't have anything deeper to say. Yeah, um, the like fact the Taylor Swift concert—that's <laughs> yeah, fun. That's fun. We went to that. I loved it. This this movie by literally invoking patriarchy, by making references to philosophy and that kind of thing, it is inviting us to have these conversations, which makes it valuable whether or not you like it. You know what? It you know, I meant to say you know what I mean, but I said you know what? You know <laughs> like what? I was really aggressive. I'm right. I was really aggressive about that. It's fine. Um. But like like I said, overall, I really enjoyed it. I loved the homage to like classic cinema, and I loved Ryan Gosling's big arms. Um, I love the detail. Yeah, it was really really enjoyable, and I love that we can have this conversation about it because Greta Gerwig did in fact make a thought provoking movie, mm-hmm. even if I feel it could have gone further. Yeah, but that's what makes it fun. If it didn't, like those are good good and productive conversations to have yeah it was good i think so because i love taylor swift i'm getting a lot of taylor swift content obviously like on my tiktok and i and we just went to the concert and stuff and one of the things i i see a lot and i think it's really interesting and something i want to think about more is this movie came out uh, for us it came out the same weekend as or the week as um we went to the taylor swift concert but a lot of women and girls are like this moment in time feels like a celebration of these girly things that we were told we cannot enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like I know Taylor Swift is like literally the most popular person, like artist in the world, but like yeah. people still get shit for liking her and sure. stuff like that. Um, but, and it all comes from me. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, but at the same time, and I totally agree. I think that's really cool, but at the same time, so white. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's so like- white. People really want this to be either or. It's Why is good Beyonce in this conversation? Like it has to be good or bad, and yeah. I'm like things can be more than one thing. Yeah, you know, like I think it's so interesting. We do not have to live in a world of binaries. Things can be more than one thing. Yeah. This movie can be good and thought provoking, and also not go far enough for me. Yeah, because it 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 re like honestly, the movie kind of reinforces a white feminist perspective of woman woman good. Yeah, and so it's very interesting. But at the same time, Sasha was fucking right. <laughs> At the same time, like going having the outside of the movie and like going to the movie with all the people that were there dressed up, except for me and <laughs> I, two of our there, friends. I wore some bright colors and I thought that was pretty good. Um, it was a joyous 
event in that people behind us were hilarious yeah and and i've i've seen that a lot not just with barbie but also the taylor swift concert of like this was a a situation in which you don't get often of like you feel safe and we could have this all the time (laughs) if we strove for liberation and not replacing one form of oppression with another yes that is the world i live just women there yeah that is the world i aim for the world of liberation not the world where we where we replace one form of oppression with another anyways it was really good it was so fucking funny and uh i laughed i cried and we thought about it we talked about it and i just i think and i want to kiss ken on the mouth that's fair um did you know that what's his name who plays other ken uh, from the Marvel movies, who's really dumb. Lu. He was at Taylor Swift the next night. Oh, really? Yeah, he was there the next. His his girlfriend, I think, was there both nights. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really interesting time in history for this stuff to be coming out. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to be looked at of like celebrating, um, like these girly things while also like looking at like uh, like one of the things like I was thinking about is the backlash that Dylan also got like very good praise Dylan Mulvaney got for 360 days of, of girlhood and yeah. like how does that fit in and I just think it's all really interesting because is it just status quo though like right it's all very interesting like this is why I'm a social science major I'm so excited to talk about this movie and so excited for like the conversation that will happen yeah it's great the takeaway is I had a really good time watching it this was movie. so f- I have not laughed that much of a movie since i don't even know when yeah like like genuine laughs mm-hmm. it was really it's funny. also because i'm really funny true true you had some good singers in there i don't remember the worst what. parts the, the parts that were the most boring were the stuff with mattel yeah. and it wasn't boring it just didn't really fit for me yeah it, it was it was just like, it was so oh you're poking fun at yourself so that we don't feel guilty when after the yeah. movie we want to buy merchandise from this movie yeah you're trying to make it okay for me to buy merchandise well you can't fucking get me mattel well, and you can't fucking get me mattel's doing like a shit ton of movies based off of their products mm-hmm. Polly pocket it's coming out what's the other one i don't know there's a bunch of them uh lena dunham's doing Polly pocket yeah we'll see how that goes um but yeah it was i'm i think that this is a moment in like cinematic history i'm not like a cinema person but i think this is a moment and not necessarily like cinematic history of like a movie but a moment of like the way people feel and the the embracing of both oppenheimer and barbie as these two like disparate but um very like i don't know it's funny it is funny because it's a meme and it's also funny because like what is more this moment than a feeling of nuclear doom and bright pink thoughts about existentialism like yeah. what is more and like people need to stop being moment. like you're either one or the other because i'm i want to see oppenheimer we don't have to be one thing or the other we could be fucking liberated oppenheimer is not a men's movie just like barbie is not a women's movie Ugh. um but we'll get to that i guess more men need to go see barbie and take fashion inspiration from the Kens. Bob doesn't think he's like i just don't think i'm gonna like it like i don't care about barbie and i was like you don't i don't understand. either He's gonna watch it. I have to watch his dumb fucking horror movies. I have to watch Transformers. (laughs) Um, So yeah. Barbie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I know it's gonna sound like I fucking hated it, but it's... Like me talking about Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's a a mark of the quality of the movie that I have so much to say about it. Because if it was just like a toy movie, then I wouldn't have that much to say about it, you know? Yeah. So it was good. I'm I like I'm I'm really like like I finally get Ryan Gosling. Like, I finally get it. You get Ken. I get Ken, yeah. I don't know, Ryan Gosling and Ken mode, I get it. Everyone thought he was too old. No. And they thought Mar- uh, Marco Robbie was too old too. People just say stuff. They say stuff and they don't have any Some meaning. men were trying to say she's like not a 10. They're lying. They're, like, they're, they're literally lying. they're lying. Like I'm not attracted to Marco Robbie, she's not my type, but like they're lying. But she, she's gorgeous. She's like but just very gorgeous yeah she's gorgeous um it's like taylor swift's legs yes people people do just be saying stuff like they just be saying words with no connection to reality because they think it makes them look interesting or deep or something and it's like you can just say people are hot like you're not um it means nothing i'm pretty smart you guys and i think people are hot all the time i think 
No, now you're really dumb. I you're think lazy. Ken. I think uh, Ryan Gosling as Ken is really hot. Um, America Ferrera looked really she hot. Looked so good. Uh, who else was in this movie? Hari Neff looked great. There's a really good like. There's some really good interviews with the cast that are out, and one of them is that. America Ferrera says something very profound. And Ryan Gosling is like, yeah, I totally agree with that. Because, like, you've done this, that, and this before. I watched your TED Talk. She's like, you watched my TED Talk? He's like, ah, yeah, it was so good. He seems like a really genuine guy. Yeah, yeah. He's just so adorable. Um, so there you have it, folks. We liked it. We, we liked it. And we'll do an episode on it when it's available for streaming. Because I already have, like, eight articles It's saved. not often that we're like, we have to do an episode on that, on something new like that. Yeah, because I like to wait until there's like some more deep analysis, but like people responded so strongly to this movie immediately that 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 already exists. Like I already have plenty of jumping off points and the movie made a point of invoking people like Proust. Is it Proust or Proust? Proust? I think it's Proust. P-R-O-U-S-T. That one. That guy. Um, Mr. P. Mr. P, as as we in the biz call him. (laughs) The falafel biz. The, the falafel biz. The falafel biz. <laughs> That's a, when you go and eat, but you're doing philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like deliberately invoking that, deliberately using the word patriarchy. Like this is like it. You know, it went for it. It went for it, and it so it's it's inviting us to do this kind of thing. Yeah. And that's what's fun. Yeah. Um. You want to go, or you want me to go? I can go. I don't have much to say besides everyone should watch Drag Race. <laughs> um, I watched more of Drag Race. I don't know. I'm I just finished season thirteen and I'm on season four of All Stars, and it's just really good and it's really interesting as you get further and like closer to the election or even past the election. Where I'm in like a COVID time now in the regular one, the the show is not afraid to be political and like really vocal about that. Like not super surprising, right? But I appreciate that. And like this is a this is a show about people like joy, but yeah. they still bring up elections and the pushback, and it's like kind of sad because there's like some hope happening there, and I know mm. it doesn't get better specifically for drag queens, um, but like like the season thirteen that I just watched, one of the oh, the characters, one of the drag queens was got Mick. That's a kind of character, I guess. Yeah, one of the ki- one. Of- <laughs> When the drag queens is Got Mick. Got Mick is a trans man. And the way they like brought him in with like open arms was so beautiful, especially when like 10 seasons or so ago, uh, Michelle Visage Bish- would be like, I don't like pants on the runway because it's too masculine. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, or like, I don't like when you wear a beard on the, on the runway. I'm like, yeah, wear a beard. It's cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so like just see that it progressing. And to see them really talking about, like, what's going on and just celebrating, like, really celebrating, like, the parents who have um, been very accepting of their children and, like, but still acknowledging those who have it and being, like, really adamant of, like, you have a family now, no matter what happened in the past. Like, you have a family now here. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, nice. It's just, like, if you want to watch something funny and creative, but still, like, acknowledge the shit in the world... Uh, this is a great show for mm-hmm. you. <laughs> like, I highly suggest it. It's very just fun and good and um, drama and pretty and weird. Lots of people like to get weird. And I'm always for the the weirder, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, God, Mick had some of the best fashion I have seen on the show. And everyone else agreed, too. Got Mick is probably one of my top tier drag queens. So. Nice. I have to go follow on Instagram. I'm going to do that right now. But it was so good. Nice. I'm almost done with all of it. <laughs> um, I read Gender Queer by, I think it's pronounced Maya Kobabe. This is the big one. This is the book that's getting banned everywhere. If you ever want to get really fucking mad about book bannings, read Gender Queer. So, oh, yes, it's not that bad. No. Um, Gender Queer is a memoir by Maya Kobabe. Um, I think that I didn't actually look up how it was pronounced, and I feel kind of bad that I didn't look that up. So I'm sorry. Um, it is a memoir. It's a graphic memoir about um, air upbringing and like the rela- air relationship with gender. Um, and yeah, I don't know. You, y'all, I don't know what to say. It's really good. So I hear a lot that there's. I don't. I think it's this one that there's like sexual acts in it. Is that true? <sighs> no. I mean, yes and no. So 
like any, like, you know, like the majority of young people, um, Kobabe has like sexual feelings, right? Mm-hmm. And they mostly engage with that through, um, fan fiction. And so there is a scene where, um, A have drawn like, uh, like a scene from a fan fiction where two men are having sex, but like it's not graphic. It's just like, it's like PG 13 level. Like you see a man on another man. Like that's about it. Um, at least as far as I remember. There's other parts that like talk about sex, but it's not graphic. Like sex is a part of most people's lives, you know? Like, I don't know. Maybe not these uh, conservatives. I the way they talk. Even about so, it. like sex is still like sex is still part of their life. Like it's. Well, I guess a lot of them are really pervy, aren't they? <laughs> like, even if they're not, they're not having it. Like it's still something that they are aware of. Yeah. You know, like I don't know. I mean, I know why people are so scandalized by this book, and it's because it pushes against norms. Um, but this book is so sweet and like expressive and like i'm a cis woman i'm still a swiss a swiss Swiss. (laughs) i'm not swiss actually i'm a i'm still a cis woman after reading this book like it did not turn me gender queer it it just exposed me to somebody else's way of living you know and it's really sweet and it gives you like language to talk about these kinds of things and like it makes you realize that and we all know this that it's not about protecting the children yeah sexual acts it's about the people in these stories being not cis heterosexual people yeah it just i don't know i read the thing that really gets me the thing that really gets my goat here is yeah. that i was reading way worse shit in middle school a lot know? of kids were i've seen so many conversations um i think it was when actually that probably came up when um in interview with a vampire tv show came out of of young or people who were like when i was younger i read the the um sleeping beauty yeah claiming sleeping yeah beauty. i read claiming sleeping beauty and like i got it from my mom or something like that like there's so many like so many kids even now like read fan fiction like the, the parents really don't know what these like, kids are doing what do you think is more intellectually damaging to the hypothetical 12 year old me reading genderqueer a book with no graphic sexual content that would have helped me maybe gain an early understanding of the artificiality of gender roles or memoirs of a geisha because i read one of those when i was 12 well one that's fine because it's about being with an older man and that's okay to these people (sighs) like come on it it like honestly reading this infuriated me not because not because of the book but because people are trying to ban this book and are succeeding in banning this book i'm mad i'm like fucking mad about it it's really really good I think it is going to be the first book you give my child. Yeah. I don't give a shit if your child's like size of a pear. I'm going to fucking give it to it. <laughs> Shove it on up there. Yeah. Um, it's really good. Like, it's really, really good. It's really interesting. It's really thought provoking. And I thought it was really effective. The art's really lovely. The story is kind of, it's kind of loose because it's a memoir. So it like goes through several stages of the cartoonist's life. Um, it doesn't like necessarily progress neatly from one event to the other. It talks about the com- the complex feelings of um, air identity, which is genderqueer, but also uh, I don't know what words they use specifically to describe like like I don't know if they use like demisexual or anything like that to describe it or their attraction to uh, sorry air attraction to other people like as if air ace or you know bisexual lesbian i don't know i don't know i can't remember what what words they they use for that but um like the fact that it's just this the story of somebody's the complexity of somebody's life which is more than most of us are exposed to in our adolescence like we usually get handed the okay you're straight because everybody's straight and you're monogamous and you are sexually attracted to people and it's like, that's not everybody's actual experience, right? And so you start to feel wrong when you're not one of those things. Yeah. Um, and, like, kids have expressed that. Like, we know that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, what this book does is it says, actually, it's not that simple. There's a lot of ways to feel. And they may not apply to you. Like, a lot of this book didn't apply to me, right? Like, It didn't hinder your ability to it, yeah. enjoy and learn. 
we can learn so much from people who are different from us. Like we can learn so, 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 so much. It's good to be affirmed in your identity, even if that identity is the norm, right? Like it's good to know that I'm a cis woman. It's good for me to know that, right? It allows me to understand womanhood better. And I think I talked about this in the interview with the vampire episode, but um, Claire Napier at Bulwack wrote a really good article um, sort of on this topic. Um, it's good to know that, right? It doesn't hurt me in any way to be aware that I am a cis woman and other people are not cis women. Like it doesn't do anything to me. Um, it's just a, it's just the way that I am. And that's just the way that other people are, you know? It's just, you read this book and then you're just fucking mad at everybody and you want to fight. And that's how I feel now. I'm mad and I want to fight. So come at me. Anyway, uh, Gender Queer is really good. I recommend it. Read it for yourself. Get it for somebody you love in your life. It's and not get indoctrinated. Yeah, it's not going to change them other than if whatever they are feeling after reading it was already in them to begin with. You know what I mean? It's only going to help them express it. Also, I guarantee you they're reading way hornier stuff yeah, on the I internet. Think it's dangerous to be like school should only be about learning because the way that when people say that they only mean something really specific and like school is what is <laughs> existence if not learning I, just the idea that it should just be about learning and like how unprepared high school made me in that like sector of the world and we went to a good high school yeah worries me yeah i mean like learning what you know, they want you to learn how to do your taxes and they don't teach that. No, they don't. They want you to learn cursive. Yeah. It's like learning what and for whom, you know, yeah. there's as Ed Allan Poe said. <laughs> All props to Mr. B. All props to Mr. B. All props to Mr. B. All props. Proust. <laughs> Proust. I don't know. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> Got her. <done. laughs> yeah. Cool. Read genderqueer. You're indoctrinating. Yeah, I am. And you know it. You're listening to my podcast. You know what I'm about. Yeah, you've been indoctrinated. You've been indoctrinated. I'm speaking directly into your brain right now. Yeah, little worms going in. Yeah, little worms going in. It's my finger. Mm-hmm. Gross. We're massaging your brain. <sighs> I watch Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> so my husband had decided he wanted to watch every goddamn Transformer live action movie that was put out. Wow. And uh, he came back with... Can't fucking relate. Well, he's like, they all suck. Um, but he loves Transformers. And so he really wanted to watch the new one. Um, the new one, I haven't watched the other ones. I enjoyed some of my time. You liked Bumblebee, right? That's different. That's different. That's different. Bat Bumblebee was in this one. Okay. So it, it had that going for it. Um and they made reference to it because they're like, humans bad. And Bumblebee says something with his radio and he goes, just because you knew one doesn't mean they're all good. <laughs> um, so like that's canon in this and that's what's important. Um, weird movie. Yeah. I was, I was disappointed that there was no dinosaurs. The, the, I can't remember what they're called. <laughs> they're, they're, the first Transformers movie I really ever watched was the cartoon my husband showed me, and in it there are dinosaur Transformers. Oh. And they're gay. Okay. I'm, I am so serious when I say this. I believe you. They're gay. I, I was watching you. it and I was like, I legit, I'm like, I'm not joking when I, like, I need to watch it again. Cause I was like, they're gay. Um, so I was really upset there were no gay dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, I say that about every movie. I- all the gay dinosaurs. Honestly. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Even Barbie. <laughs> uh, where are the gay dinosaurs? I can't tell you what this plot was. It doesn't matter. It's uh, noisy. That's yeah. what that's the point of a Transformers movie is to be noisy as fuck. Yeah, and it was. It was very noisy. Um, there's lots of uh sounds. <laughs> yeah. Transformer sounds. Did Michael Bay do this one or is he done? I, I'm pretty sure he's done. Let me look and see. Because um, it didn't have that Michael Bay. This is Michael May. Yes. Stephen Cable Jr. was the director who has also done a Transformers episode of the cartoon, it looks like. Creed 2, which I know my husband loved. And some other stuff. Mm. Hollywood. Who was? I feel like the main guy was somebody. Everybody's somebody, Mary. No. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no on that one. Who isn't somebody? That's not true. I don't know. It was interesting. Um, anyway, someone was in it that I knew, and I was like, I knew it was them, and I can't remember who it was. 
Um, it was transport. My husband did say of all of them, it's probably the best. So, okay. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's watched Bumblebee then, because he's wrong. That's the best one. Like that's legitimately a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I really like that. This one was fine. There were um j- not just cars, but animals. Okay. I like animals. Um, <laughs> you're full of hot takes. Yeah, I like. Animals. Yes, animals. Yes, gay dinosaurs. No, you're not. You're you're so right, Mary. I think I looked up if they're gay, and I don't think anyone was talking about it. Transformers. Dino, I think they're called Dinobots. Yeah, Dinobots, gay. <laughs> Let's find out together. Dinobots and gay robots. Top five same-sex Transformers couples. They're, I guess, you know, they're all are. Do they have gender? I don't know. Transformers Facebook page says gay rights. Hell yeah. Oh, it's because they for Pride for a month they changed their. Um, logo to Rainbow Transformer. Mm. I guess it's canonical within like um, Transformers now that there are gay Transformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Soundwave is gay. Okay. Can I tell you which one that is? No, but I know it's popular. But they're not talking about the dinosaur. I need to rewatch it because I'm pretty <laughs> sure those dinosaurs are gay. They're really dumb though, so like bad representation. <laughs> but they're dinosaurs, so cool. So this next one requires a little bit of backstory. Here's the backstory. Everybody knows about the Ocean Gate sub thing. Uh, I am a... This feels like admitting a crime. I feel like I'm confessing a sin or something. I I look at Reddit sometimes. <laughs> because Why do you do that? I don't know. I like to, I like to read things um, and look at a funny picture now and then. And uh, so... During the ocean and immediately following the ocean gate thing, um, the Titanic subreddit was popping off. Everybody was talking about Titanic and the Titanic subreddit has, uh, is a mixture of like historical conversations and movies about the 1997 film, which is very funny. Cause sometimes it's like, Hey, look at this old photograph. And then it's a meme about Cal. <laughs> and I kept telling at just like weird moments, I would tell my husband, facts i was learning about the titanic from this repeatedly i'm not subscribed to i'm not subscribed to any subreddits i just look at what the algorithm gives me because i i'm like what bullshit will you throw in front of my face today um and it's very easy to scroll by as like it doesn't make me i don't have to wait to for somebody to get to the good part on reddit i can just like scan ahead with my eyes see reddit to me is tiktok because i don't have to watch a video and i hate watching videos i hate it i would rather read um I do know this about you. So anyway, um, I kept giving my husband weird Titanic facts about the movie, about um, things like that. And then we we realized that we both have this love for Cal. Um, he sucks, but he's he's so hot. But he sucks. He's so hot, Mary. Like, yeah, I know. I'm like when I say, but he sucks. I'm saying like, of course you like him. Yeah, like man, he's he sucks bad, but God, he's hot. And uh, the real the real thing to know about Titanic is that Fabrizio's really fucking hot. Why don't we talk about Fabrizio? He's so hot. Oh, his friend, right? Yeah, yeah. Cal right. and Fabrizio, so hot. Anyway, um, Josh and I, my husband, both discovered that like. We we both love Cal because he has the funniest lines in the movie, and we kept saying stupid Cal lines to one another, <laughs> and like doing our impressions of Cal until I was finally like, "Josh, I want to watch Titanic. Like I haven't watched it in so long." And he's like, "Uh, I, I don't like have to switch the tapes." Yeah, w- like not to not to gender role on you, but I used to be I would only watch the first tape because I liked it. I only liked that part, and I thought the second part was too scary. And my husband would only watch the second <laughs> tape because he thought it was really cool and exciting. I watched it all. Um, I loved that movie when it came out. Yeah. Weirdo child. So we watched You're Not Alone, Mary. I know I'm not alone, but we're all weirdo children. That's true. We, yes, I love to watch this boat sink. So we watched the movie and both of us were like, Titanic is a good movie, but it's overrated. That was our opinion going into it. And then we watched the movie and we're like, wow, actually, it's really good. Like, <laughs> it's a really good movie. Um, It's so funny. Why is that movie so fucking funny? The lines in that movie and especially Billy Zane's delivery of them, like... We cannot stop going, what to do at each other. <laughs> the best part is I haven't seen that movie in so long, and I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Rose is displeased. 
what to do. And my favorite thing is the way my husband says, says that he sounds like Dracula. Inexplicably, his impression of Billy Zane as Cal is, is Dracula. Um, whereas we, I about killed him the other night because, um, we were talking about our favorite lines from Titanic. And I go, I put, I put the necklace and the jacket and then a long pause. And then I just yell, and I put the coat on her. <laughs> But I'm sure he heard that and is laughing at me downstairs. Um, anyway, uh, Titanic is really good. That's a well fucking made movie. Like, um, I really enjoyed it. I will say I cared about Jack significantly less as an adult than I did as a child. <laughs> I, I think I was like, oh, he's so hot as a kid. And now I'm like, eh. Um, hey, did you know Rose is supposed to be fucking 17 in that movie? She's supposed to be 17. They had to make her that young because how would she be as old as she was? But like, Kate Winslet does not look 17. No, she looks like she's at least 25 in that movie. Yeah, she looks, oh God, she's gorgeous. She's like, just super hot. Jesus Christ, she's beautiful. And she still looks, she's still so gorgeous. Her and Rachel Weiss like do not fucking the age. Hell? They're like so fucking beautiful. Um, Rude. But uh, I cared significantly less this time about their passionate love affair um the scene the dancing scene still the best one like when they dance in the yeah, third class and oh god it's so good um why is billy zane so hot in this movie i don't know i i can't i can't explain it he's so beautiful do you ever just look at his fucking face mary yeah I, yeah I, he is pretty attractive why is fabrizio so underrated also, I never watched the second tape because it was too scary. And I was like, okay, I'm 35. I'm almost 35 years old. Uh, hold on. It went to sleep for a second. Have you seen recent photos of Billy Zane? Yeah. He, bald. he he was bald in the movie, too. He's wearing a wig. Oh, really? He's beautiful. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I was, I'm 35 years old. I'm like, it's not going to be as scary as when I was a kid. <laughs> no, fuck that. That movie's so fucking scary. The last half of that movie is terrifying. I was it's so very upsetting. It only got scarier as an adult because I can pay attention to things like the sounds of the ship creaking, yeah. the constant ambiance of it creaking. So scary. It is scary. The worst part is is the cut from everybody screaming in the water to a cut to like later in the night and it's silent. Yeah. Oh god, it's so scary. <sighs> I'm getting worked up thinking about it. It's a it's a good movie. It is. It's good. Like it is legitimately good. I do think it's like I do think it's overrated. Um, but it's a good fucking movie. Titanic is good, actually. Um, is it kind of cheesy? Yeah. Is it like, I don't know. I don't know. People probably say have other criticisms about it, but like, wow, that's a good, ma- that's a well made fucking movie. I don't like move, make movies like that anymore. They don't. I don't know why I'm uh, from the 20s. What is the last movie like Titanic you saw? Barbie. Barbie? <laughs> <laughs> Ken is, is Cal. No. Cal's a lot worse than Ken. <laughs> but Cal's terrible. Ken is like the boat. <laughs> An iceberg. And is- <laughs> hey, can you believe that Rose and Jack caused the sinking of the Titanic by making out on the yeah. on the deck? He did. I read so much about the Titanic while watching this movie. I now That's know great. more facts about the Titanic than I've ever What's your favorite one? That you learned. My favorite one that I've learned recently is the fact that there was a cat with kittens Aww. on the ship, and the cat took the kittens off the ship. And pe- some people thought it was an omen. She because she gave birth, I think, to the cats. The like kittens, before they sailed before off. Before they sailed off, she walked off with all of her kittens. She's like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, so she lived good as she deserved. Yep. There was also I learned last night a room just for washing potatoes on the Titanic. There's just a potato room. Why? There was a lot of potatoes on that ship. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that's it for you? Yeah. Oh, on that one? I could talk more about okay. how beautiful Billy Zane is in that movie. Uh, last thing I have is I watched Wrath of Becky, which is the sequel to, I believe, the first one's called just Becky, um, in which we Be- Becky is a girl who has a dog, and uh, in the first movie, she killed a bunch of Nazis because they uh, tried to take her dog. Oh, and- John Wick. Yes, but much better. <laughs> um, this was the Wrath of Becky was really good, and I like it because it's like not afraid to be like, um, "Hey, remember how there's alt right and proud boys? Well, let's kill them." <laughs> and I like that. And then the, the the baddest of the baddie was played by the one guy from American Pie. Um, 
Hold on, let me look up his name. Oh, Sean William Scott. Oh my god. And it was great. He was great. And there were some twists and turns. And you just love to watch a, uh, watch, I almost said Fall Out Boy. You love to watch Fall Out Boy. You love to watch a Proud Boy just be murdered. Like, uh, like there's this one wow, scene. Wow, you heard it here first. You did. And I stand by it. Um, there's this one scene. So this is slight, you know, um, spoilers where, She's about to kill this one guy. This guy's like, no, don't kill me. I have a family. I don't really even believe in this stuff. I just needed something. I have a, I have a son, like, just born. And she's like, she's, like, contemplating. She's like, what's your son's name? And he goes, Adolf. And then she kills him. <laughs> like, it's just, it was, it's a fun, very fun movie, you know, killing people. Um, I really enjoy it. I don't have much to say about it. It's been a while since I Last watched it. Last time Mary was like, what I learned from Interview with the Vampire is that Missy thinks queer murderers are right. And now what we've learned about Mary is she thinks women murderers are correct. No, only if you're murdering like Proud Boys and alt-right and really conservative people. Okay. Yeah, so I'm better. <laughs> <laughs> Who's better in that situation? Um, yeah. It's, Me. It, if you love to watch a good killing of a bad guy. Um, I like that they, like, it's so spoon-fed to you of, like, this is, like, they're about to have a January 6th. Actually, it wasn't January 6th, I think, that they were trying to invoke. I think it was they were invoking, um, those guys who plotted to, uh, kidnap uh, a congresswoman? Yeah, uh, the governor the governor of Michigan? Yes, I Gretchen think that was something. Yeah. I keep wanting to say Gretchen Wieners. It's not Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> Imagine. Because I think that <laughs> Mayor, <laughs> Governor... Michigan, Gretchen Wiener. I love it. Um, they had mentioned something about a woman leader that they were going to kidnap or kill mm. or something. So I actually think they were invoking that. But um, obviously, these were the type of people, exactly the type of people that you would think. Um, and it was good. I really liked it. Uh, if you've watched the first one, I highly suggest watching the second one. Uh, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. Nice. It's just a good old time with the good old boys. <laughs> I think they're called like like uh different words for proud and like mm. men or something like that. Got it. It's very funny. Um I read Throne of the Crescent Moon by Saladin Othman. Um which is a it came out in like 2011. Um and I've had it since like 2012 <laughs> and I hadn't read it. it. Might be 2014. Um so this is a adventure fantasy book um set in a like middle east inspired um world and it follows a the main character i guess is named adula and he is a uh ghoul hunter but he's like 60 and fat and annoyed <laughs> and i love that i love that in a protagonist um and he is accompanied by Rasid, I think is his name, who is like a very devout 17 year old dervish. So he's like, he's a warrior, but he's like really dedicated to his religion. Um, and they in the past have hunted ghouls together, which are these like magical, um, creatures that are raised through magic to do crimes and stuff and kill people. Um, and, uh, they start finding ghouls that are just like hey you shouldn't be able to do that like that's not right this is not good this is what's happening Ghoul here right <laughs> what's happening here with these ghouls we do not like to see it um and while they're out kind of looking for the source of this they meet this girl uh zamia who can turn into a lion and she it's a power that she has from the like tribe that she belongs to um but her tribe has all been killed by ghouls and so she's on a revenge quest um to find whoever's responsible for this and it turns out it's a lot more than just ghouls there's a lot there's a lot of shit going on all of this is tied up in this political drama as well with a the leader of the city who i believe is called the caliph um the caliph has like fairly recently been replaced with i think the other caliph's son who is like very wealth focused and like doing all of this stuff that's hurting the people of the city. And there is um, a sort of Robin Hood figure called the Falcon Prince, who is trying to liberate the city through crimes. Um, so there's all this political stuff happening in the backdrop. This book ruled. It was really good. Like I, I had a great time reading this book. What I really, really liked about it was the end is so bittersweet that you almost can't even say it's sweet. It's like just bitter. It's not just bitter, 
but it's like that's a fucking brave way to end the book um we were standing in line to get into the concert arena for taylor swift and missy just whips it out she's like i think you'd like this book and she starts reading i did i do think you would like it um the, so part of the reason the, the ending is bittersweet is because it's book one and i don't think book two is ever going to come out like i think that's i just don't think it's going to come out um but what a fucking ending like it was really good i enjoyed this book the whole way through and i just had like mad respect for the fact that this this is a spoiler i'm not going to spoil the context for it but it is a spoiler for the very last line of the book. Um, the last, the very, very end of the book has the main character falling to his knees and weeping. And I was like, I fucking love that. Like, that's so good. It's, it's very much like the feeling of the end is we won. Now what? You do love that. Um, yeah, it's, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I mean, it came out, you know, 12 years ago. There's some, like, there's some stuff in it that maybe doesn't hold up to, you know, super modern scrutiny, especially like the roles of female characters and stuff like that. Like, I think there's some criticisms to be made there. Um, but like overall, I, I loved this book. I thought it was so good. Um, I see now why it got so much praise when it came out. Um, it was just really enjoyable, like solid ass fantasy adventure with a brave fucking ending. Um, yeah, the ending was super good. So I recommend that one if you like a fantasy story. And I do think you would like it, Mary. What's it called again? Throne of the Crescent Moon. Um, I think you would really enjoy Zamia, the girl who can turn into a lion. I do think that's awesome. And her uh, her her feelings for the religious guy and his feelings about her. Because he's very, like, he's very religious and he's not allowed, like, the type of, um, the role that he plays in his religion is, like, you can't have romantic relationships with people but he's so attracted to her so he spends the whole mo- the whole book like why do i why am i so attracted to her am i going to hell and she's like yo calm down <laughs> he's just like so mad about how attracted he is to her it happens um so yeah i think you would enjoy that dynamic nice. uh the movie the book does end and then not get a second one so <laughs> be prepared for a lack of resolution but really really good well, that's it. That's it. You can find us online at fakeygirlscast.com. has all of our previous episodes, and eventually we'll have our Barbie episode when it comes out for streaming. Um, thanks to Emily June for working on our transcripts. If you like us and you want to chat with us, consider joining our Discord. I've not been very active in the Discord lately because it slows my computer down, and then I don't check it on my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm, I sometimes I look at it. Uh, next time we're going to be talking about Mrs. Davis. This is a commission. Hey, I've watched two episodes of the show. It's fucking wild. <laughs> it is wild. I don't know that there's another show out there like Mrs. Davis. There's already a lot to talk about, though, so I'm, I'm excited for that one. And then after that, we're going to be doing Jaws just out of season. It's going to be... It's going to be great. We're getting into fall. Oh, uh, I'm traveling in August. So am I. Uh, so we will not be having timely episodes the mrs davis episode will probably come out in early september um and that is our next episode after this one so we're basically taking a month off yeah um just like christmas i will be in japan not recording a podcast (laughs) i will be in palm springs (laughs) not as exciting but still fun yeah um yeah that's it all right catch you on the flip side hey barbie Yeah.